So the new year, 2023, is right around the corner. And guess what? You started a new job. Good for you. You are on the up and up. The, the, the future is just looking bright for you, my friend. But you don't know where to start. And so that's why on this episode of Business Book and Heart of the Beyond Real Estate Podcast, Nick, my co-host, and I, Jalen McKenna, are going to be talking about what new real estate agent pros should know, whether that's time, mindset, your niches, and budgeting. These are all things that we are going to cover on today's episode. So if you are going to be starting that new job this year and you're a little worried about where to start, we got you covered on this episode. We're going to jump right into it next. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jaylet, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in-depth on how to become successful in business and life. Jalen, take it away. So first things first, let's jump into starting that new job. I'm sure it is as scary for you as it was for Nick and I. <laughs> it, it, it never easy starting a new job, especially in a job that is not only sales, but uh from my experience with real estate agents and lenders alike, there's not very much direction when it comes to these big four things. And that is time, mindset, your niches, and budgeting. There's a whole lot of ways that we can start from here, but I'm gonna throw it over to Nick because he recently just jumped on a new real estate team. He's been in the business now for well over a year. He's doing all the right things and his business is growing day in and day out. And he's one of the most methodical people that I know. So Nick, let's jump into that time piece. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people struggle with it. What do I do at what time of day? How do I structure my day to be the most profitable and most advantageous to my business? So what are some takeaways that you've learned by doing this job now for well over a year going into two years? And uh, if you were to start all over again, what would be the first thing that you do when it comes to structuring your day and managing your time better? Making sure you're mindful of it and you, you are very clear on what's not negotiable because I think it's so easy as a real estate professional, any, any business owner really for that matter, when, when you don't have a boss anymore, it's so easy to tell yourself you have later to do something. And I think that's such a slippery slope to get down and so many people do go down it. And then they look back on their day and then the day turns into a week and they're just like, damn, I didn't get done as nearly, nearly as much as I should have or could have. And, and so I would say, hold, hold yourself accountable to that. We've talked about that in, in Monday's episode with holding our kids accountable. We need to hold ourselves accountable when it comes to that time management piece, um, not not wait to be in the right mood. I think that's a trick that too many people play, play on themselves it's like, no, I'm not in the mood to make my calls. I'm not in the mood to, to talk to people. I'm not in the mood to do, I don't know, look, itemize my costs. Like get beyond that mood because it just needs to get done. <laughs> um, and that's where adulting comes in, right? It's doing the things that that uh, aren't fun all the time. I came across that actually earlier this week. It said the best people in their industry, in any industry, are the boring people. And where that was going is they do the boring stuff every single day. They don't, again, they don't wait for the mood to be right. It's like, I have to do this. And it's not a negotiable for me. And where people struggle in any line of work and specifically real estate is when they make everything negotiable and today turns into tomorrow. Um, yeah, the, 
the the first thing that comes to mind with that is a, a story that I've heard about Tom Brady from a, a, a local uh, sports guy here in Denver, and he loves Tom Brady. Mark Schlereth, for anyone that uh, that knows him, uh, he's on Fox um, a lot, calls one of the games every single week for football. And he said, Tom Brady, everyone knows Tom Brady. He's won seven Super Bowls. He has literally more Super Bowls to his name than any individual NFL team. He's the greatest of all time, a.k.a goat that with me and so when he talks about tom brady a lot of people think you know when you think of the best player ever you think of you know one are just dunking it from from the foul line that's how you know you jump in for the foul line dunking it you're hitting 100 home runs every year you think man the the goats always just do the biggest flashiest things that is not the case with tom brady you know what tom brady's really good at when he's in his progression of looking at his wide receivers, if the first guy, first progression, if he's open, even if it's for only three, four yards, he's not tired or bored of taking the easiest way to move his team forward. And that's what a lot of people seem to miss when they start in real estate is they're like, I have to, I have to have these crazy ideas. I have to, I have to knock on a billion doors and, and write a million letters to apartment buildings and, I need to do all this stuff that just consumes a whole lot of time. But you know what they don't do? That consistent check down. Have you called your friends and family? Have you made that a non-negotiable? Hey, every day I'm going to spend an hour doing that, you know? And those are the types of things that when it comes to the mindset of time, make sure that you have that specific time in the day where you are doing that simple easy check down of the thing that is going to move your business forward even if it is the most unflashy thing you could do you know calling your friends and family your sphere of influence reaching out to them on social media those are the types of things that they're not fun inherently right like no one wakes up on monday and like oh boy can't wait to start calling people but at the same time that's just the easiest quick check down to start moving your business forward and i think a lot of people get bored with that too quickly they call everyone one time they're like i did it done like oh you then you do it again like it's still it's not time to play hero ball and try to throw the ball 50 yards down the field to get a touchdown no keep doing your check down once a day just get that easy easy win um, that just moved your business forward when it comes to time. Uh, well, and I had something else on time, but I forgot. So. Well, I, I have one more that I wanted to include in that. And that is when you're new, especially as a real estate agent, loan officer, you hear all the, all of these discussions about having a virtual assistant and a transaction coordinator and people to do things for you. You're not there, right? And as, as nice as it will be to be in those positions. It's important to also manage your time that much more because you need to figure out how you're going to wear these different hats that hopefully one day you do, you are in a different position financially to where you can push certain work to certain individuals. But when you're trying to bootstrap your way through and keep costs as low as possible, you have to embrace those responsibilities that come with the job. And that is, how are you going to market yourself? How are you, and, and we'll get into this one, maybe it's appropriate uh, right now is is the niches. What niche are you going to be consistent in and, and don't feel like you need to wear every hat in the real estate face? When I mean wear every hat, I'm talking about you don't have to do probate and expireds and 
cold call and just go down every single rabbit hole because again, what are you really good at? What can you relate to? I think that's really important for, for new agents and, and loan officers to get very defined at what, the, what they do really well because it doesn't, it's then going to carry over into the type of work you do and not feel like it's so much of a drag. If you have a yes. ton of experience with expired, then you love having those cold calls and a no to you doesn't mean anything. You're just like, next, like maybe that's the space for you. And that's where you should spend a lot of your time. Um, but if it's not, don't feel like you have to do that because you heard somebody else get really successful doing that. I think a lot of people fool themselves there. Dave, thoughts? A hundred percent that. A lot of people will look at the people that are very successful when they first come in. They'll be like, I'll just copy that person's model. It's like, well, that person's model might not be a good match for you. Here's what I mean. If you are a brand new agent, you know, you just got out of college or you, you, you left college or you didn't even go to college, right? And so you're super young. The niche of, you know, divorce attorneys and people moving up in home and all of that, maybe that's just not for you. You don't connect with that clientele as well. You don't really know how to talk their language on a regular basis. And so that's just not who you are. You're kind of fitting a square peg in a round hole versus those first time home buyers, those people that might need a little bit more handholding. So you are available more, more and more. Um, those are some of the ideas that we're talking about, about just don't go into a particular field or niche and then say, this is going to be my niche regardless. Find one that actually is you that you are already in, that you can already find yourself in and converse freely with the people you're gonna be working with on a daily basis. And that goes for your partners, right? As a real estate agent, you're gonna have partners and you should have partners. And here's what I mean by partners. You should have your go-to CPA for if any of your clients have a question about taxes. And guess what their niche should be? The same as your niche. You should have a financial advisor who is able to communicate and help your clients have that game plan if they do want to buy a house in a year or two and they need some budgeting help and finding out ways to get their money working better for them. Guess what niche their niche should be? The same as yours. Uh, same thing with life insurance agents, insurance agents, all of that still applies and they should be in that same realm as you. And that's what makes a good business partner is when all of you can work that same niche together versus being like, you know, I have, uh, I have my financial advisor is a 60 year old guy that works mainly with retirees and my insurance person, it only works with, um, renters, which is great, but a lot of them are long-term renters and that are only in the VA, but I don't actually do anything with the VA. And, you know, it's like when you niche down like that, you will miss out on business, but you're also gonna grow your business more steadily than grabbing every little deal that flies your way, not giving the best uh, you know, advice and experience for your client. And ultimately that's not gonna help grow your business nearly as impactfully as if you just focus to the same group of people and grow your business slowly that way. Because guess who those, the friends of your clients are? The people that fall in your niche. So it's a lot easier to get that introduction and start new relationships with people that way versus again, you know, that six year old Tyree, yeah, they're buying their second home, but they don't really have any friends or family that are in your niche anymore. 
And so it's going to be harder to grow off that transaction versus, you know, the, the person that you met in line that does meet your niche at the grocery store. You know, they do meet your niche and you're able to have a nice conversation and get more referral from that person. So that's the power of niches that I think a lot of people miss out on because they'll say, and I've talked to so many new real estate agents and they'll just say, I'll take anything. Like, don't please stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my niches rant. Good. No, I think it's brilliant. So let's, let's segue into budgeting. I think such an overlooked aspect, so many horror stories that I've heard with, with those in our fields, um, that have started out just very naively and there's nothing wrong. You don't know what you don't know. And we definitely don't know it all, but I think some of the best advice we could give you is get hooked up with the CPA, open up your own, whether it's LLC or S Corp and talk to your CPA about that. If there are any advantages, distinct advantages for one making sense over the other for you. Um, make sure you have an insurance policy because you're in this space and people love to sue people for no reason and think they have a leg to stand on and they don't, but you're going to go to court anyway. Um, th those are pieces that nobody sees. And then I say that CPA because from a budget standpoint, as tedious as it sounds, and this is where, again, you have to put the hat on early on and hopefully you're, you position yourself differently financially to put, but just hand over the receipts to somebody else or send them to somebody else. But knowing where your money goes, I think too many people just yes. spend and hope and, or maybe you kill it. Maybe you kill it in your first two, three, four months. It, but now that money's just gone. You're just like, where did it go? I don't know, but I made four, five, six sales. And I, why am I living paycheck to paycheck right now or still living on this credit card? Um, again, those headaches get solved by you taking accountability and understanding where in budgeting that they, I need, I want a certain percent to go into a certain bucket each time I get paid. Is that bucket to pay yourself so you can have some fun money? Is that a bucket to go towards marketing expenses? Is that is a certain percentage of your check going towards um, fundraising and, and marketing within your community specifically. Like so many ways you can spend that money. I don't need to tell you how to spend your money, of course, but nonetheless account for it because not enough people yes. do account for it. And then they get bit on the back end because you're a 1099 worker and Uncle Tim says, hey, by the way, you owe X amount of dollars at the end of the year. And you're just like, wait, what? Nobody told you about yes. having to pay taxes at 1099 <laughs> and you're new and you're young and now you're learning the hard way. Yes. And back to the CPA thing. Yeah, definitely have at least that conversation just to be like, what should I be expecting? What are what are your average clients seeing if they're a 1099 worker in commission sales? What how much how much money should I be setting aside for taxes? Um, then talk with those vice, you know, those, those uh, not vice, but those uh, senior um, realtor agents that have been doing this and are working in a similar niche to you or did work in your niche at one point and ask them what's the best form of marketing and how much does that cost? Because there's no reason for you to spend thousands of dollars trying to see if something worked when more than likely, and I know 100% true actually, it's been done before. No matter what marketing, if you think you're a marketing guru, someone's already tried it, done it, and it's either worked for them, which is great, and you can figure it out even quicker than they did because you can pull from their experiences, or they're gonna tell you, hey, that's just not, that doesn't work. So it's not worth wasting hundreds of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a month, thousands of dollars throughout the year to 
fall flat on your face and just waste a lot of money for something that isn't as efficient or as effective as something else that you might not even been thinking of. So those are the bigger things that I know a lot of agents get caught up with when it comes to budgeting. They're always like shiny toy syndrome. You're all just little crack puppies. You're, you're super excited. You saw something new. So you want to play with that for a while. You're not consistent because you didn't actually block off the time to do it. So you're inconsistent. You're throwing money at the next new thing. So nothing ever actually comes out of any of the marketing strategies you're using. And at the end of the year, you have a business that's not doing as well as it should have been. And you are thousands of dollars less wealthy because you decided to just keep trying new thing after new thing after new thing without any plan to actually effectively implement it. Absolutely. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense to us. <laughs> well, well, we've we both wasted thousands of dollars and hundreds of dollars doing that exact same thing. So it's it's like if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't do X, Y, Z, you know, double A, double B, double C, all of those plans that I came up with that I wasn't consistent on or just didn't allow, didn't put enough effort into and allow it to grow was a complete waste of money in hindsight, but it didn't sure. have to be. Yes. <laughs> so. and, and for the record, I, I can't say I've, I've wasted thousands um I, I definitely know where all my money's going and that was some of the best advice i was given by the way a cpa is going to cost you about 500 bucks um so don't have those conversations they're very much worth it um it's it's not thousands of thousands of dollars to get professional advice and to have that accountability and structure set up from the get-go um but no I, I definitely have experimented and i think that's important too um for, for those of us in our space to have that money that you know what if something doesn't come from it, that's okay. But at least you're allocating a certain amount of money as uh, not play money, but almost experimental from a marketing standpoint, yeah. because you don't know what sticks, right? And yeah, and uh, it's only hindsight that does tell you, okay, I'll do that again, or I'm never doing that again. Um, I just spend a yeah. grand advertising with and that person or platform and that didn't do anything. And, and I think if you're going to do that, definitely do it. But come into it with these caveats for that plan. And that's set expectations for how long you should be doing this before you start seeing results. Yes. I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to throw money at it and I need to see results tomorrow. Yep. Whereas some marketing ways, like a lot of people Six love doing it. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of people love doing social media marketing. Social media marketing is great if you're going to do it for at least six months. Oh, and that's where a lot of people are like, wait, what do you mean? If you do unpaid, so I'm no Facebook ads, anything like that. But if you just do regular social media posts regularly, you will not see any ROI on those posts for at least six months. Yeah, that's how long it takes. And if you do the Facebook marketing where, you know, you're paying $10 a day to do advertisements. I've done this and to get leads and that kind of stuff. Great. It can work. You're going to be sifting through a lot of bad leads that's the nature of it but it will work but here's the other caveat right you have to call those leads at least three times and you have to be doing this for a solid three months before one deal will pop it's it's about three months before one deal even goes under contract so understand that that you're going to be spending 300 a month before one deal even goes under contract and so you're not going to even close on your first deal from this until about month four. Yep. So that is 
that's hard just realities. A, yep. Hard reality. It's there's no get rich quick scheme right. in real estate. So yeah, which I think it's only appropriate to bring it home with mindset because I think that's such an important asset that it sounds so nice to start a new job or be in a new space and feeling fresh and everything. But like you said, when you're three months in, when you're four months in, when you're eight months in, if things aren't turning the way you set set out, are you are you able to stay true to those goals you set for yourself in the beginning of the year when you were in a good mood? Or are you starting to deviate from doing some of that dirty work because you're like, I'm not seeing anything. And now it starts going by the wayside. And now it's you're really not going to be seeing anything, not just short term. And now you've set yourself up for the long term um, because you've stopped doing those things that you knew and told yourself, hey, I need to do this to be successful. And again, you're not seeing that, you know, in three months, in month three, in month five. Um, can you stay true to that? Um, Jay, thoughts there with mindset? Yeah, mindset, it can be difficult because you will get the nose and you won't just get nose if you're doing it right. Right. You, you won't just get the nose. You'll get the hard nose. Like <laughs> Buddy, stop effing calling me. I don't want to like, if you call me again, I'm going to sue you. Like, no, ten of hard nose. Yeah, literally any, anyone that's, uh, that's done it long enough and that did it the right way, got a lot of hard nose. And the people that try to escape the hard nose, like I'll never cold call. I'll never call someone that I'm not 100% familiar with. I'll never ask for business. You will never get business. You, you know, and it's when you first start, and here's what a lot of people I think with mindset too, in this realm, especially, they will start off and they will be like, the business is easy. I call all my friends and family. I got like 10 leads from them. Um, I called those 10 leads. Five of the people were super happy and nice to talk with me. The other five were like, hey, not right now, but definitely keep in touch. Um, those five people that were like, yeah, let's talk more. Uh, they signed a buyer's agreement or a seller's agreement. And, you know, it, it's super easy. Like, yeah, because the other real estate agents in their life, which the average person knows six real estate agents, those other five real estate agents uh, did a bad job of keeping in touch with them. So you're the first person to touch them at the right time. Yes, that that is quote unquote easy. It's the next time you're calling everyone and the third time and the fourth time. And then it's the next year. And it's the first time that next year and that where things drastically start to slow down, you realize that just calling your friends and family, although it's a great source of referrals and you'll get some damn near every time it's absolutely astounding that's like my biggest thing i'd i always preach to new real estate agents that i work with you have to call your friends and family they're people that already know like and trust you and they are going to be more than happy to help prog progress your your real estate business but when those slowly slow down because they only know so many people and so the next you know by the fifth time you're calling them they might not have someone or they might only have one person that they kind of know at work that talked about it briefly. And so you think they, they think maybe it's worth a phone call and you call them that person like, no, I'm not interested right now. Or I'm already working with another real estate agent. That's when you really have to be like, okay, I can't just do that my whole life. I have to go for the harder nose where yes, I will get more nose, more hard nose, but I also have a better chance of getting a yes than I would otherwise. And so that's the mindset that 
Don't let yourself get lulled into the easier times when you're first beginning and you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Instead, understand those hard times are coming and start preparing for them by continually asking for people that people know, for other people that you should meet in the industry that, you know, because those connections will be worth a lot more during those slower times to get more and more referrals than it is when you first start off. So that that's the biggest thing when it comes to mindset for me. I see it just time and time again, where real estate starts, they get a few, you know, contracts or leads or friends that sign buyer's agreements. And then it just slows down so quickly and they just don't know what to do. And they're refusing to take that next step of, I could get a hard no, and they're afraid of that. So, well, and, and a couple of things that come to mind for me is I was listening to a, a podcast recently and it was talking about how those that aspire to be really good at anything, it, not just real estate, but anything, understand and accept the fact that it's going to be really, really hard to be really, really good at something. I think so many people are in to try to find that, that shortcut, quick route to be that 20 year overnight success. And the word in that was 20 year not overnight success. Um, and, and I think that's a challenge that so many people, um, ha well, that's the, that's the one thing so many people have a challenge with, right? Is overcoming that, that longevity, that patience game, um, that the, the monotonous work that, that we already touched on. Um, so it becomes important. Who do you surround yourself with? What is it that you're choosing to read and choose to listen to? I think that has a lot to do with mindset. Because when you start listening to people with the glass half empty, it becomes really difficult to navigate your life and wake up every day and do some of the monotonous things when yeah. you have people around you saying, dude, what are you doing that for? You haven't done anything in like six months. You're just like, you're right. Why am I doing this? And now you're questioning yourself because you're not in that moment. And on that too, stop, stop listening and watching the news. <laughs> like, like, like that's for just mentality and like, mental health reasons when you first start don't watch the news for like the first five ten years of doing it like honestly it doesn't it doesn't matter right stop watching the news don't, don't watch the news everything's sensationalized everything is you know the worst or the best case scenario be whatever able to explain it but be able to explain yes. it because so many people be will take those headliners right and run with them be knowledgeable about your industry so you can still learn about your industry without the news in general. Yeah. So just keep on top of the industry. Don't keep on top of the news. Yeah. Those are the, that's the biggest thing for just mental health purposes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when, when people, some newer agents or, or just professionals out there might say, well, what am I supposed to listen to then? You're going to find enough resources through having conversations with other real estate agents. Um, share one right now, keeping current matters in the real estate space. You have some very non-biased resources out there that will just present facts being the facts and not give you a one-sided short version story um, to allow you to be that resource and that knowledge broker in your local area. You use objective information being numbers. Numbers don't lie. When you're sharing 77% of people did this, whatever this is, like you can't argue that it's 77%. Now context matters. Right. Was that 77% because there were four people involved and three of them did it? Like that's a much different that story than if a hundred people were involved. <laughs> but there again, that's where you come in and giving that context to say, eh, this is where this headline is deceiving because this is the fact. Yes, but this is what this really means. 
right? Um, yeah, so that would be my yeah. segue or, or my addition to that as well in terms of steer away from the news, but find those again, resources that do help you become really good at what it, what it is that you do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't, and always be looking to learn like that, that mindset and mentality of learning is something that a lot of people, you know, they feel like they know it. And so they'll blow up after a while. Like I already know this, I already know this, but still go to those continuing education classes, not just for your license purposes, but find some that are interesting. Read up on news in your industry. Like if you don't know what GTP chat is, it's already shaken up other industries. Go Google it now or follow us on this podcast because we're going to be talking about it in the coming months for sure. Um, But there's a lot of things that will shake up technology in your space and that's already affecting other spaces. And so always have that mindset of learning because when those technologies or, you know, new innovations or new laws come into effect that drastically affect your business, there's two things that are going to happen. And there's always two camps. The one, the one camp that says that's not important. It doesn't matter. It's not going to affect me. And the other camp that says this is a hundred percent going to affect me in one way, shape or form. So I'm going to try to incorporate it as much as I can in my business that to where it still makes sense with my business model. And you know who's going to be around in 10 years? That latter one. So make sure that you're constantly learning and understanding where changes and new points of discussion and new ways of doing business are coming from and understand those and understand how to incorporate them within your business model. Because for the people that are taking their time and that are kind of putting their head in the sand, Ultimately, it's going to be just a detriment to their business. And you can actually very easily get ahead in this game by being ahead in the constantly changing tides and landscape of the real estate industry by just having that learning mentality. Yeah. And the last thing I'll, I'll sum up with is is um, learning and continuing to read new things and watch new things and be on the lookout for those things. Is It, it helps you focus it helps you focus on the things that you can affect, right? I think too many people get bogged down with the past and they let that determine their future. Oh, I haven't done this recently. And somehow that's painting the picture for their future. It only paints the picture for their future is if they live there, right? And if they stay there. So I think too many people give up the opportunity that you have, which is to influence your future by what you do today. And and things to be mindful of as, as a young person, that's new in your space, trying to figure it out. Um, understand A, again, there's no shortcuts and B, continue to, as Jalen said, learn and educate yourself because that's directly influencing your tomorrow. 100%, the The best advice that I ever had for that uh, constantly, you know, constant, be constantly working, don't get bogged down in one deal. And that's because what you do in the next 30 days is going to impact how your business does in the next 90 days. So if you're like, I have these two buyers that are, you know, wanting to go look every weekend and every other day, and I didn't budget my, my time well with them because I'm saying that I can go and show them a house whenever I want. One, don't do that. You're, you know, <laughs> Nick, when you go and get a haircut, 
Can you just walk in and be like, give me a haircut? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no, they'd usually. be like, yeah, they're like, no, you can't go make an appointment. Yeah. I'm glad you need a haircut. Go make an appointment. Same thing. If you want to go see how does make an appointment with me, I am available these days, these days, these days. And if you need to give yourself a day off or whatever, let them know I'm available these days, these days, these days for you. Yep. Let me know what time works in those days. Cause you know what your doctor doesn't do. You know what your hairdresser doesn't do. Your manicurist doesn't do. They don't say come in whenever you want, whenever it's most comfortable for you. And I'll just jump, drop everything I'm doing and come help you. Yep. They don't do that. So, you know, understanding that don't get bogged down in those little things, manage your time, have the mentality that I have to continually work these next 30 days if I want my business to succeed over the next 90. And your business is going to continue to grow month after month with those mentalities, those time and those budgeting. Uh, uh, what is that? What am I, what word am I looking for, Nick? A good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Perfect. Just follow those. Life will be better. But what did you think of that today? If you have any questions, let us know. We will be more than happy to, um, give you any of the advice that we got that we wish we had that uh we wish more people knew and if you got something from this you know help us grow the show we would definitely appreciate it just go ahead and hit that uh follow button after listening to this go and give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to this give us the thumbs up uh allow for us to reach more people if you found this helpful. Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode of Business Bookend, a part of the Beyond Real Estate Podcast. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful New Year's. We look forward to giving you even more awesome, better, more engaging content next year. That's going to be our New Year's resolution. And we will see you on the other side of 2022 and 2023. Want to see, hear, or listen to more of Nick's take on the California real estate market? Check out my links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.